Welcome to Let's Book Clients, the podcast, where we provide actionable marketing steps and mindset tips to help you find and book the right clients who trust you on a consistent basis so you can stop feeling overwhelmed, stuck, and stressed and start feeling like the amazing, unstoppable entrepreneur that I know you are. My name is Michelle Braswell, and I'm right here with you along the way with two bite-sized episodes per week. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get started. Data builds confidence. Is that a nerdy title or what? Here's the thing. As business owners, we have a ton of data. Or is it data? Uh, We're going with data today. We have a ton of data. Data. But especially as creatives, do we really give it enough attention? I can tell you that I kind of go in seasons where I do pay attention and others where I really don't. A balance is good. Obsessing about our numbers on a daily basis isn't necessarily a healthy thing, and that's not really what I'm talking about here today. I'm talking about what your data can do to build your confidence. When I say in the title that data builds confidence, did you notice how confidently I said it? I didn't say data might be able to build your confidence. I said it does. And I use an exclamation point, so you know I mean business. (laughs) P.S. If you've been around here very long, you know I love to overuse exclamation points. So let's dive in. How does data build confidence? Number one, what got me started on this episode was just reflecting on this podcast. I dreamed about having my own podcast for well over a year, maybe more like two if we're really looking at it. You know what one of the things holding me back was? Well, it was two things really. One was once I got started, I knew I would want to be consistent or need to be consistent. So I wanted to wait until I knew I could be consistent to start. After we sold our wedding venues, I knew I had the bandwidth to be consistent. The mindset thing that kept me from wanting to start was really so irrelevant when I think back on it. This is the second reason why, or what was holding me back, just that mindset. I didn't want to be at a point where I just had a few episodes or just had a few listeners. When you start a podcast, you have to start with a handful of episodes in the can as we say in podcasting. This means that you have to upload your first several episodes when you launch your podcast to the big players like Apple and Spotify, etc. So really, you never have just one episode, but I don't want to look like a beginner. Okay, if you listen to my first episodes, you will not be fooled into thinking that I wasn't a beginner, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Not only did I seem like a beginner, I'm sure. And maybe to this day, I still do. I don't know. I just do my thing and I'm confident and I love podcasting. So here I am. But not only will you be very clear that I was a beginner in those early podcasts, but I even called them a different name because we've had a rebrand since then. I say all of this to say that when I realized we were coming up on episode 150, which is what today's is, I really couldn't believe already that we had that many episodes. I remember telling my friend Spencer that I wouldn't really feel legit with my podcast until I had 100 episodes. Well, that number is long past us now. That number of 100, or now 150, is data that builds my confidence. Number two, another way data builds our confidence is that the numbers are often far better than we thought that they were, or that we think they are in our minds. Ironically, a few of my entrepreneur friends have brought up this to me this week. I knew this episode was coming. I plan out my content topics a year at a time. Side note, if you're my membership, you know the system. We talk about it in there. If you're not, what are you even doing? So 
Knowing that this episode was coming, it was a little shocking to me, but not really shocking because alignment often happens. But when it does, it still feels shocking. Know what I mean? But it was a little shocking to me that we were talking about this right when I was coming up with this episode content. Both of these friends of mine were talking about email open rates. If you do email marketing and Side note, we all should be, you know that there are analytics around email open rates. This just means that the percentage of people on your email list who open your emails, that's literally it. It's a metric that's important to those of us who write thoughtful emails. We want everyone to see our emails that come from our heart and that really do help our audience. We write emails that we know are going to help in some way, provide some kind of value, and they're completely free for our audience to consume. So they really are, you know, really important to us. So one of my friends messaged me and asked if I was seeing a drop in open rates in Kajabi, knowing that this is the platform that we both use. I am seeing a slight drop too, but I'll come back to this in a minute. Another friend of mine said that she was looking at her open rates and was so thrilled to see that more people were opening her emails and reading her content than she thought were, and by a huge percentage. She had a major confidence boost from this data, and she could not wait to share it with me. She thought it was, I mean, it was probably like a 50% higher open rate than what she had thought in her mind. All right, the reason why I wanted to come back to the one who saw a drop in data is because it sounds negative, but I want to paint you a quick picture of how even that can be a confidence boost. It's because we narrowed in on the reason for these lower rates. So I was talking to even another entrepreneur friend, a third one, and she asked me if I saw that data metrics were decreasing in open rates because there are some factors that have changed how the rates are being calculated lately. Across the board, that created a decrease in open rates, but nothing had changed in actual opens just the way it was calculated. Knowing this helps justify that dip in the data. It's also yet another great reason to collaborate and network and have business friends. Now I can pass that info on to my other friend who was concerned about it. But there's still even more to to this about the email open rates decreasing, and it's still building confidence. You have to be able to analyze this data in a practical way. When I stepped back and looked at it, my email open rates were down a little too. You know what else? It's fall. And for this entrepreneur friend who also had a dip in their email open rates, him and I both, our audiences are heavy in wedding and event professionals. Fall is many wedding and event professionals' busiest times. They're busy executing weddings and events, and their email time is likely being spent more with their clients than in being in learning mode right now, which is what would guide them to open our emails. Our emails are both educational emails and encouraging and and um, helping to grow their business. Well, if they're busy, they're spending more time with their clients than in growing their business at this point. And that doesn't mean that they're never going to open those emails either, so you know, they're out there. It just justifies the point. So the point of this is that I want you to be able to clearly justify to yourself why some data numbers could take dips and that there's always a more practical answer than the one that you're thinking about. It is definitely not because you suck and everyone hates you. That's what we think about in our minds. He's just like, why does no one like me? Why do people not like me anymore? They're not opening my emails. It isn't that. I promise you it is never that. Okay, number three. I got wound up on that one. Number three, data builds confidence because of the power of one. 
Think about just one person paying attention to you. Let's say this data is about social media. Social media data is one that drives us completely crazy. We are led to think that views equal dollars and even popularity, really. And that's just not always and not even usually the case. But let me break that down for you. When it comes to views or even likes, comments, shares, whatever, we're looking at a piece of content that we have spent time on and we're sure it's great and that it adds value to our audience and that it is free for them to consume. It's just like the emails. We have spent all this blood, sweat, and tears putting this content out and we know it's great. I am sure yours is great, by the way. Then when it only, I'm putting only in air quotes here and I'm waving my arms around like crazy in this episode. I'm getting like all wound up. But when it's only in air quotes gets 100 views or it only in air quotes again gets 10 views or even only gets one view, it feels really defeating. When you hit that send or submit button, you're looking to go viral, right? You're looking for a million views because your content really is that good. But there's so much that goes into it that then so much more that goes into it than just your content being good. That's the unfortunate and frustrating thing about social media. What I'm saying when I say to think about only, in air quotes again, one person paying attention to you, I want you to see that person. Look at that person. It is a human on the other side of the table from you, on the other side of your desk. That is someone who is a fan of yours and who you are influencing. That is big stuff, right? Now think about being in your home, putting on your social media post up on the TV screen and having 10 people in your home watching that content on your TV. That's significant, right? 10 humans looking at your piece of social media. Now, those are the 10 same humans who you were kind of discounting whenever you thought, oh, my post only got 10 views. Now, pack 100 people into your home, into your living room, around your TV, and have those 100 people watching your social media content on the screen. That is super powerful. That's what's happening when you see something of yours get 10 or 100 views. Let that sink in and let the data build your confidence. Now, here's your hot tip. Set a date on your calendar to check your data. I use the marketing planner for entrepreneurs, and it even has a spot to put some of your analytics on the month view. It's one of the things I really love about it. If you use this planner too, use that spot. If you don't use that planner, just make a place for it on your calendar. At the end of the year, you will be so pleased at your growth. And again, the data will build your confidence. Here's a bonus action item. I couldn't resist two things on this episode. Go to your favorite social media platform and look at your profile analytics. Then sort it by your most viewed content showing up first. And then repurpose that content. That content is what's resonating with your audience, or at least it resonated with them once, and making the biggest difference. You can even just repost it. Really, you can really just repost it. I would recommend reposting it only if it's more than at least a month or so old, but repost it for real. I mentioned that there are a lot of factors that play into your views on social media, and timing can be one of those factors. You might be able to repost something that didn't get a lot of views and get more views on it than the first time you posted it. It may get more or less views than the, than the first time you posted it. But having your own business is like playing in your own sandbox and experimenting with your data is half the fun. 
even for creatives like us. If you love this episode, please subscribe to my podcast and even leave a rating or review if you feel led to. Thank you as always for being here with me where we learn, grow, and connect together. And we will see you on the next episode.